Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 of The Switch. Long time uh, to be brought you an episode, but uh, that's okay because we've been putting a lot of work in behind the scenes to uh, get this show kind of where we, we see it in our minds, our, uh, yeah, our Hollywood getting... dreams for this show. But anyway, yeah, as per there. usual, Matt here. Wes here. And uh, Kels should be back, I think, relatively shortly. Yeah, uh, by the time... Not... She's comes back on Monday, so by oh, the time real? that the world is listening to this, yeah. See, she'll th- be th- back this in is... Boston. <laughs> She'll always, like, t- tell us stuff in the group conversation, but then, like, like I never, like, hear about the details. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, when you... It was, and I, I realize I'm a part of it because, like, I think a couple weeks ago, she, she like, texted me something. And uh-huh. It was, like, something annoying. It was like, oh, hey, guess what? And I was like, I'm not playing this game with you. <laughs> I'm not seven. Like, I'm not doing the guess what game. And then I think she tried prompting it again, and I just completely shut it down. I was like... So, admittedly, bad person for, for doing that and, like, expecting well, her to tell me things, but... You know, tough break. Yeah, but anyway, so um, so this is actually going to be the first episode uh, that we can actually say when we're recording that uh, you can check us out on iTunes, which yes. is kind of a nice nice development. It nice is. I'd actually kind of forgotten about that, even yeah. though I look at iTunes every day and mm-hmm. see our little thing on the uh, the little pane and the windows. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> and, yeah, and I, I know what you mean, <laughs> You though. know what I mean, the I've, program. Everyone's seen iTunes by Ooh, now. a little rusty. Yeah. A little rusty. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's, you know, this happened. It's a... Uh, you know, th- I wouldn't call this the Switch 2.0 because I still think, you know... We're not, we're, like, we, 1.8, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I still think, like, our vision... We were just getting the reality to align with our vision, so we're, right. still, in, we're still in Model 1. Who knows? Okay. 2.0 is maybe, like, when we start getting a check for this or something. I think that's a good yeah, benchmark. I think that, that, yeah, that's that's where we have to set that bar. But uh, So what have you been up to since, I think, we recorded last, like, three or four weeks ago? Um, I mean... I, I should have like been trying to think about that. I should have anticipated that question. Um, I signed a, my lease from an ex apartment. Nice. And I've been uh, been reading a lot. Uh, I did, I finished War and Peace. I've been like reading that for a few months. Okay. Um, so and I was like, wow, for such a long book, there's like relatively little like murder to this or oh, death really? outside outside okay. of war. So right. I'm actually halfway through Gone Girl now. Um, oh, how is a very how you, very big change of pace. Yeah. How are you enjoying that book? It's good. I didn't. Um, and I haven't seen the movie, so I think that kind of maybe I'm I'm kind of able to like go into it blind a little bit. But, yeah. Um, but just like the psychological aspects of it mm-hmm. are kind of like really interesting to me. Like it'd be, um, I just got to this point in the book where I could definitely imagine a lot of people who were like really invested in it were probably like, nope, I don't want to like think of these characters mm-hmm. in a different light. Mm-hmm. Like put the book down. Like I read half okay. that book, I know enough. Right. Um, and so I, I like just read like the first section past that. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna fuck with okay. me for a while. I think now. I know where you are. Yeah. Based on the movie, I haven't mm-hmm. read the book. No, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, like, after, I'm sure I'll watch the movie eventually, and then I'll, like, know for sure. But uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, you know, life and stuff. My mom came and visited Boston last weekend, um, and so we had a fun time. We uh, did a duck tour on Sunday, Ooh. which was nice, because it was, like, super hot and, like, mm-hmm. super nice, but it was breezy on the duck tour, and it goes on the Charles River yeah. Um, for anybody listening, not in Boston, the duck tour is like a main, it's, you just take a tour on this mm-hmm. like boat that can like drive on roads and go in the ocean yeah, or it, in the river. Like, so hence a uh, duck, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause they can do both. Um, it's better than like goose tour. Yeah. Like, you think of goose tour and you're just like, Oh, exactly. What's you get herpes at a goose tour. Oh, well, yeah, that could happen. Um, and what else did we do? We watched the entire first season of Empire in two days because she hadn't seen it she was like I want to watch it and so 
uh, I watched that again, but I didn't really pay attention. And her mm-hmm. reactions to things were funny. I, I so dropped the ball not watching it when it was live because I like I was like, oh yeah, when's that gonna come to Netflix? And like I like typed mm-hmm. that in and I'm like, Hulu already like snatched it up and I'm like, Duh. oh yeah, because yeah. they were all advertising like yeah. catch up on the entire season, so I guess not anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's always means to uh, catch up on TV shows outside yes, of uh, the the channels, but... Uh, have to be resourceful. Yeah, since um, our in-house lawyer is not yet accredited, <laughs> uh, I won't be m- mentioning any particular uh, ways you might do that. Don't Redacted. worry. If you found this show, you're pretty savvy with uh, finding go. things on the web, I feel like. Uh, or you know how to find us, and I'll tell you all about how I find uh, legal things. No cops, please. Click link. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so uh, before we, I think, get into the uh, what what's been going on, what we've been paying attention to, like yes. last week or two, um, just a kind of brief recap of like some of the highlights and kind of what uh, what we're focusing in on. Probably who knows, maybe for our next ten episodes or something, or whoever know, whoever that's ambitious. Who, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, never know with this crazy podcast life. Um, but. Um, so I think both of us were, we were talking about how, uh, kind of a highlight, I guess, was us convincing or maybe it was Wes Gilting as part of a, you know, birthday gift, uh, getting Kels to join us I think that's what it was. on the mic. Yeah. Um, uh, she, uh, which is weird cause she never like shies away from telling her like airing opinions anywhere nope. else ex- except like when they can be, you know, saved for eternity. Right. Re, re, uh, broadcast yeah. for the world to hear. Yeah. But I mean, let, you know, the economy's still hard out there for, you know, law it students. Is. So can't totally fault her for being lame about it, nope. but, uh, I mean, like, let's be real, like, I feel like the podcast industry is about, you know, going about as well as the legal industry right now, I think, uh, yeah. so, I mean, but those are gonna be, like, behind the scenes, uh, right, you gotta hedge your bets, yeah, yeah, you know, so, is it really worth, you know, go, go, <laughs> <laughs> is it really worth, like, trying to pay off all that debt, like, by going into, like, the legal services field, or... Can you try to, like, hit it big on a podcast, which, who knows if that's a thing, but... I mean, you know. Yeah. People do it, I guess. It's possible. So that, I yeah. Think. That was a good episode. <laughs> what did we talk about that episode? Um, we, we talked about... Uh, some award show. We talked about the Grammys. Okay, the Grammys. So yeah, because we talked... Uh, I was listening to that on the way over, actually. We talked... But how did I... Because that wasn't the only thing we talked about. Oh, and uh, President Obama's BuzzFeed. And President Obama... The quiz, which, like, President used to hook up with or something like that. Yeah, you got Obama, and Uh I got Reagan. (laughs) And I still haven't forgiven myself for that, because I don't know how I answered questions in a way where... I mean, I don't have the answers. No. No, I... I have to like destroy BuzzFeed now. It's really yeah. like, like I just have to destroy a, like a billion dollar media <laughs> empire because they ruined my life. Good luck uh, with that. Yeah, this is this is gonna be like a superhero movie one day or something. And, I'll be, <laughs> and BuzzFeed's somehow the hero and I'm the villain just because I got mad over a stupid Valentine's Day weekend quiz result. But um, so evil. Yeah, I I mean I feel like there've been like less fleshed out villains in like Spider Man comics. Yeah, so. I mean yeah. So definitely yeah. the Jamie Fox one in that new Spider Man they try to do. I think he played Electro, mm-hmm. and that was just horrid. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, let's see. So that was episode five. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was titled, but it's episode was that, five I think that is was in the title. Eight oh eight and snowbanks. That sounds right. Um, a, a sounds approximate of how much snow we were anticipating. But, right. Um, but yeah. And uh, episode two is also a good one. Keeping episode up with two. the switch. We talked. Oh about, yeah. That was like our. Poor man's year end review. Of, yeah, it was, and we spent like a disproportionate amount of time talking about Kim Ye and 
Yes, the Kardashian was, clan. And that was and that was weird because I remember we were talking about uh, like Kanye and him like possibly dropping a new song, and then like that was like New Year, we were recording on New Year's Eve, and, right? Um, <laughs> and then like we I saw like the notification or something Kanye is going to drop like a new song at midnight, and I was like, of course, and and it turned out to be only one, which was like sort right. of like such a fascinating choice for uh, first song to drop of twenty fifteen after mm-hmm. a pretty quiet twenty fourteen. From him in terms of like his uh, album, yeah. But um, and since we haven't heard anything from him, well, I guess all day came after that. Yeah, there and was... he's performed some things like Wolves and yeah, I think Wolves. something else, but but um, still waiting on that album. It's been a still waiting. I'm still like waiting on the months. fucking Rihanna album. Yes, yes. Uh, there's like rumors on their internet that she like scrapped it and is re-recording all of it because wow. like her singles have underperformed, which I guess people do in the music industry. I don't know, but, but like, I just so, want it all. Yeah, that's right now. that's a big commitment to. I mean, I'm sure like some of even if that's true, like I'm sure you can't like drop whatever like eleven songs or something. Like you right. probably have to find like a couple that you're like, all right, this is what I want to go back to. Exactly. Yeah. So, still patiently waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see what else what other good moments are there there's gotta be more than like two <laughs> uh, us probably us like I feel like us slandering just <laughs> a lot of people that we don't need to be slandering oh yeah I like how like the first like two or three episodes I like wanted to create a beef with Don Lemon yes because it, it, but <laughs> and he, like now I've gotten to the point where he just like routinely says stupid things so it's like we can't do this every time or else we'd be sitting here for like four hours every show we would probably have to record weekly if that was a thing yeah like this weekend Don Lemon says maybe maybe, uh, maybe once we start getting these paychecks or something maybe we can right. commit to a, like a weekly update on Don Lemon see as soon as we start getting checks guys yeah. bitch better have my money yeah and th- well maybe maybe Rihanna will <laughs> who, know, who knows maybe we'll start getting checks or will Rihanna drop her next album first right. maybe, probably still Rihanna yeah there's still money so. tied up in that like, oh, okay. that's a million well I thought you were going to say maybe she'll just get like really high and decide to pay us but <laughs> I mean, maybe not the, you know what who, who can say World, you, you know Never universe know. universe throws a curve at you sometimes <laughs> but um the wildest thing is I feel like I have like the least memory of what we were talked about in our last episode yeah, I don't remember either. It's like, I don't even know. It's like a goldfish memory problem. Although, obviously, I don't Yeah, know. you would think it must... I don't remember at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe that's because that's the one I, I like, listen to the least, cause just because, like, there's been less time to, like, go back right. and check it out again. Uh, oh, well, we can talk about um, our songs of the summer pick. I, oh, like, yeah. cheated and picked that Taylor Swift song that oh, is, like, yeah. blowing up. Oh, yeah, because they have the... yeah. Yeah, they, like, built the entire uh, Billboard Awards around it. Yeah, and then, like, 8,000 people, and I haven't watched the music video yet or listened mm-hmm. to the version of the song with Kendrick on it, but there's, like, 8,000 people in that video, which, like, I know that's supposed to drive people to watch it, but it really just deters me because I'm, like, it's, like, a little too much simulation or something. It was, it was like, really, really intense. I got in, I didn't see it during the, the award show broadcast. Um, I can't remember. Was that Sunday night? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I was... Um, I don't know, I must have been getting ready for, like, Game of Thrones or something, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I didn't catch it live, but I watched it after the fact, and I was like, this is, this is a whole lot of stuff going on in a music video. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm used to, like, I don't know, maybe just, like, lower budget things, like, if there's any artist who has money to, like, have a ridiculous music video, it's probably Taylor Swift. What will we in store? Scandal? Yeah, we Scandal can... Scandal season finale? Yeah, we can, uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, and so I've got some notes here on my handy-dandy phone, and... Mm-hmm. Well, like, I guess I'll start with this. It seems like, so the season started off 
with all these high hopes of wearing white hats and standing in the sun. Quite mm-hmm. literally, Jake and Olivia are on the beach in the sun wearing white. But then, like, all throughout the season, and I feel like this is really about home in the season finale, like, uh, any attempt to do that, like, wear a white hat or stand in the sun was just, like, an utter failure. Mm. Um, I guess not for lack of trying, but it just seemed like, what was the whole point of, like, basing your whole season on, like, this fresh start, and then it just got tarnished so completely? Yeah, I feel like every character basically, like, had, like, a gauntlet that they had to try to, like, pass through, and it was just, mm-hmm. like, the world throwing, like, terrible, like, things. Like, obviously, when you have a character abducted... Right. You know, like, that's, you know, kind of unavoidable, but then even, like, secondary characters, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, Huck, like, trying to get back with his family and, like, all right. the atrocities that he would commit to try to, like, be, like, back at home with, like, his wife and his son, and it's, like... And, and never at once does there seem to be, like, the character's consideration is like you know can i go back to that after i've mm-hmm. like slaughtered you know all of these people Countless people yeah right. like uh, and i guess that's kind of like maybe like what the season finale um you know kind of closes on like will he ever be able to make it back to that world like quite literally right. you know uh it doesn't uh, well, well spoiler alert i guess because we're talking about it but like the most cliffhanger thing that they left it on was like quinn pointing a gun at his head mm-hmm. and i'm sure they're not going to kill off huck like it just doesn't, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, she was even like, you can't like go back to your family. Like all, like all these things you've done, like killing yeah. the, uh, doing Ronan's dirty work. That's yeah. not his name. Rowan's dirty work. And like killing all those people that were at the grand jury trial, except yeah. David Rosen and Olivia and Jake, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just felt like so like unnecessary. They're like it was like not a very good season finale. I really didn't like. Well, obviously the end with Melly mm. and Fitz, and Fitz being like, "Get the fuck out!" Yeah, because you were indirectly responsible for getting all these people killed. And she like didn't even know who Olivia Pope's father was. I doubt she knows what B six thirteen is. Like she was yeah. literally the most clueless person, um, in all of this. And like not that she's like shouldn't. I guess feel bad about it or yeah, it was, have it was, some of the guilt, but it just seemed like an overreaction. I was like, wait, hold on. This is coming from the man who like operation Remington killed all those people on the plane and commercial flight was and, willing to go like send an entire country to war to right. like, rescue like his, his mistress, um, his mistress who hadn't like even like, you know, given him the time of day in like months. Like exactly. it, it wasn't even like they, it was like hot and heavy between them. And then like lived disappeared. Right. It was like, it was like she was like was doing her own thing, and then it was exactly. like it's like oh man, like my like former love, like the woman who like got me into office, like of course I'm gonna like send in the military to like right. re- to and like try to like subvert like this weird like multi billion dollar like mm-hmm. human trafficking arrangement because right. And if you want to talk about morals, like back in season one, like Fitz strangled the Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. or not strangled, like smothered her with a pillow. I'm just like you do have no moral grant moral ground to stand on. So I just, it was, it made me upset that he reacted that way towards Melly. I don't really care about him firing Cyrus. Like, he's kind of a bad, he's like obviously a bad guy. So I'm mm-hmm. so bad about that. I'm excited to see more Portia de Rossi next season. And what else? I loved uh, Olivia's mom, like, mm. putting Olivia in her place. Like, the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah. That was beautiful. And what else happened that we're talking about in the finale? So- Maybe this is, like, this is always something I kind of wonder, I think, when, you know, there's, like, these huge producers on a show. Like yeah. Whether it's, um, like, uh, 
you know, just like how much of their personal lives influences, like when they mm. have like one character scolding another, or, uh-huh. or, or like how much of that are they drawing on, like from their own lives and stuff? And obviously, oh, there's probably a, a huge writing staff for a show like yeah. Scandal at this point. Like, I'm I, sure there is. I can imagine like ABC's kind of trying to like scrimp on Scandal when right. there's so many other corners that you could cut at ABC, and right. And I'm sure they do because look at like almost all of their other shows. Yeah, but um, it seems kind of well. To me, I feel like, at least for the scandal, I don't know how much they draw on, because it seemed like all these situations these people were put in are so unrealistic, mm. and it's just like, they're just pulling from the yeah, depth of their not imagination. Going, maybe it's like not like the everyday, it's like the exact opposite. It's right. Like, they're like, like your worst nightmares. Right. Or like, how like how would I react to this normally, and then I'll write the exact mm. opposite for this character to do. Yeah. But, yeah, I really... Fitz and Olivia, I'm just so over that relationship. I think, like probably a lot of people it's just like there's nothing redeeming about it anymore it's just like you both are horrible people when you're together and like that's like the weird thing like and when you look on twitter or something like look at these Mm -hmm. hashtags like there will be so many people on like either side that you're just like wow like there's really like no agreement like everyone's like looking for something different out of this show and so exactly so i guess to the extent that like writers and shonda and the producers like are trying to do fan service but also Mm -hmm. have some kind of integrity artistically like I think they're probably trying to split the difference in some cases and it's failing miserably yeah that, no I'm, shade <laughs> Actually, I mean you no, can't, you just, can't like, really call that I'll after just, the fact that, yeah like, <laughs> I just never mind that was all shade I, I don't that was I don't know why I tried to be cute about that oops but <laughs> Shonda will never forgive you for that no I will never be cast <laughs> because in she's, a Shonda Rhyme show She's tuning into podcasts on the regular yeah. to find out what, maybe about her own maybe show. Maybe she'll kill off the main character and how to get away with murder just to just like spite the name Wesley. She's like, you know what? I'll show you. <laughs> maybe this is just pop culture like sending you signs. First we had Wesley's theory and now who knows what's going on. Right? So uh, clearly, you know, the third time's the charm. And so we're the third thing with the Wesley in it. I don't there know. Was, I was trying to make that into a there was, um, cute thing and it didn't work. Speaking of names, there was like this weird thing. Um, it was uh, one of uh, someone we went to Vassar with um, mm-hmm. shared a, a link on Twitter, and it was um, it was like I guess Time Magazine did this thing like what would you be named now or something like basically oh. where your like your given name yeah. was like in terms of popularity oh. um, in the year you were born, so nineteen ninety one for me, yeah. and like spit it back at you like for twenty fifteen terms, and mm-hmm. so so you know when I was born, my name Matt or Matthew was mm-hmm. like the third most popular name. And so when it comes to 2015, the name it tries giving me, and it's not a name because it's an occupation, is Mason. I'm like, that is not a name. Oh, well, that's you can't... what, uh, there's a, the Courtney's kid is named Mason. But it is an occupation. I'm sorry. I brought, <laughs> I brought the Kardashians back into it. I don't know why. See, at first, when it was like Courtney, I was like, I was like my, do you have a friend Courtney? I was, oh, yeah, like, for some reason, Courtney? I, for some reason, I like blanked on her as like an important part of the Kardashian family. I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's like she's probably like sixth on the rung of important Kardashian yeah. genders at this point. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I was like, that's not a, you, don't, that don't give me that. And also yeah. like, how is that the third most popular name? Like, like the, the universe is like throwing a, like, I think I've met one Mason in my life. It was like yeah, when I worked at a summer camp and he was like four or something. Oh. Well, <laughs> Which I, I guess it makes sense because it's a popular right name now, now, but I was like... I wonder what mine would be. I don't feel like Wesley was a popular name in 91. And So you'll probably get something probably like the same Jason thing. or something. Jason like or something like pretty like... It'd be funny if it was the exact same thing. Maybe I'll do that in one of the breaks and report <laughs> you, <you'll>, back. <laughs> you look up, it's like, oh, well, my name still is not popping. Yeah. But, you know... Sorry. I'm unique. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, or maybe, I mean, it, not, 
I was just like so disheartened. I was like, wow, <laughs> things have changed in America where, uh, you know, again, like now, now I feel like an old man and the tweens are running things, but, um, yeah, you're no longer popular, Matt. I'm sorry. But anyway, we'll, uh, I think we'll let Wes try to find out what his name would be in 2015. Yes. Uh, and we'll report back pretty soon. Hey everyone, message here from the Switch. First of all, hope you're enjoying your summer, your uh, now bleak existence, now that you know what happened to Don Draper. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking to find out more about life's meaning, you came to the right place. Yes, indeed. This little podcast called The Switch, which is now on iTunes. Yes. So feel free to engage with us on Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud. Uh, you can leave a little comment there on the iTunes. Um, and look out for a Facebook account coming soon. Uh, with that, let's get back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Switch. Um, so, as promised, we're doing an update on what my name would be today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was as popular as it was in 1991. So Wesley was the 106th most popular boy's name in 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to Time Magazine, my name today would be Miles. So okay. I think that's a pretty good yeah. name. And I just want to put this out there in 24 years in case some, you know, two people, mm-hmm. one named Mason and one name's Miles, try to have a podcast. We've been there first. Right. We have, you have to pay us if you want to do that. Royalty like checks. Yeah, like that's... That's just the nature of the game now. Yes. Marvin Gaye is getting a ton of money off right. Pharrell and Robin Thicke. Not that I really want Robin Thicke to have money. No. But, uh... He fell off real fast. Yeah. Although I... great, but also... I, apparently he showed up somewhere with, like, a 20-year-old girlfriend or something, and oh, I was like, yeah, look, I you're, you're spiraling, and... <laughs> right. A 20-year-old cannot save you right now. No. I mean, never mind. I was gonna, never mind. <laughs> We don't need him as an I, enemy. No, this is not going to be Because he clearly has nothing left to lose. I, yeah, so he could just... <laughs> this isn't like Shonda where like... <laughs> or even Don Lemon where bad things can happen if they're like, oh man, this podcast right. said mean things. Like, what does Robin Thicke have left? I, I don't know. Alan Thicke's his dad, I guess. Yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Apparently, I think I, I read something that, um... I guess... Oh, I was know it what like, uh, <laughs> Was it that Alan Thicke talked about, like in an interview, like, having sex to one of his son's songs uh-huh. or something, and, That's like, so Robin Thicke was, like, hor- horrified to find that out, and I'm like, you know, I have even more respect for Alan Thicke, except for his parenting skills. Right, yeah, <laughs> I mean... Except for his, like, th- abysmal like, parenting. I feel like that revelation, like, reveals a lot about why Robin Thicke is the way he is, mm. and why Blurred Lines became a thing. Yeah, the universe really, really just, like, did not, uh, have any ambiguity with just, nope. like, d- that, uh... It's like, oh, that's why things are terrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to get us off, Jack. I won't ask the question yeah. I was going to ask. But so, <laughs> pettiness aside, and as I said before, yes. um, you know, occasionally, even though we are petty humans, I mean, uh, you know, occasionally we discuss non-petty things. And, we do. Uh, one of the things, you know, when I was reflecting on 10 episodes, uh, one of the things that I kind of like set my bar, um, you know, for, for future episodes is I just want to think more like internationally. Um, bring more international things to the, to the table and not necessarily in a way hopefully to like exoticize international mm-hmm. things but just that I think um, you know so often they're tied into what we talk about here I think you know we've had like great discussions about um, a whole number of issues here you know on, on contemporary issues in the United yeah. States and uh, so the first uh, first time I'm going to try to get international and think about it like a global presence on this show um, 
is coming um, in response to uh, three pieces that were recently published on Al Jazeera America, uh, and these are all written by Renee Lewis. Um, it's talking about uh, the current situation in the Marshall Islands, which is a chain of uh, about between kind of coral atolls and, you know, kind of more traditional islands. Um, it's about 35 islands and atolls in about halfway in between Hawaii and uh, Australia to give mm -hmm. you a sense of where in the world this is. Um, and we'll get to why it's important for people in the United States, I think, to be discussing this. But um, So it's the Marshall Islands, uh, a place where the average elevation above sea level is six feet. Right. And how the Marshall Islands is coping or hopes to cope with the effects of climate change, uh, which they're already beginning to witness there. Yes. Or uh, they expect are, they're already beginning to see there. So quick history on Marshall Islands. Let's see how quickly I can get this down. Right. I got the timer up there. Uh, so Micronesian colonists settled what would later become the Marshall Islands in, around the second millennium BC. Um, in okay. terms of its colonial history, uh, first belonged to the Spanish as the Spanish West Indies. Uh, they didn't particularly have much... Uh, concern about it compared to a lot of the other things um, they were worried about at the time so then it quickly uh, fell into German hands as German New Guinea um, and then during the uh, shortly thereafter shortly after World War One, the Japanese occupied it okay um, as part of kind of like they're, they're looking for land and uh, resources throughout the mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and in sort of like the the resource hunt that would lead up to World War Two okay. um, in the Pacific uh, so in during World War Two, the United States conquered uh, what we would what we now call the Marshall Islands, uh, and they ultimately achieved sovereignty uh, in 1986, uh, and they entered in, un, into a compact of free association. More on the implications of that in a moment. Uh, current population is between 50 and 70 thousand, so very small. Okay. Uh, that, right. uh, following World War II, the United States conducted a lot of its nuclear tests out on the Marshall Islands. You may have heard right. of place, things like Bikini Atoll. Mm -hmm. uh, United States conducted its largest ever nuclear test uh, in March of 1954. Uh, that was called Castle Bravo. They dropped a nuclear weapon uh, with the force of 1,000 Hiroshima's. Uh, and that's, wow. so that's the largest test in the United States history. And that history has profound implications. Um, between 1956 and 1998, the United States had paid out more than $700 million in compensation for wow. uh, kind of the, basically the, the leftover radiation and the impact, right. the fallout of those nuclear tests. Um, and so back to that compact of free association, uh, a major part of the country's kind of, uh, annual budget, mm -hmm. that's what equates to about 60% of their budget comes from aid from the United States. Okay. So it's very much kind of, a really they're, reliant they're, on Western aid. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, as far as a continued military presence there, there is a missile defense like site there. Okay. Um, so there's still a military influence there. Right. Um, uh, a lot, they, they rely a lot on exports, um, about, I think, two-thirds or something of their, uh, of their, like, use of fuel, use of oil mm -hmm. comes just from trying to get exports to the, for, like, the gotcha. needed supplies. So, uh, hopefully I've set the stage enough to say, so, Marshall Island's not a very big country, pretty small on the global scale, right. um, in terms of its carbon footprint, um, much smaller in, in almost any metric than the United States in terms of its carbon, uh, carbon footprint. And yet they're already beginning to see uh, instances of climate change. Um, so just, uh, yeah, so see, sorry, let me just pull this one quote from the Al Jazeera piece. But seas are rising in the Marshall Islands at least twice as fast as the global average. And 
so clearly, uh, we're starting to see if, you know, if, if you're someone who does believe that climate change, um, is happening in the world or will especially ramp up over the next hundred years, Mm -hmm. um, as kind of the scientific consensus consolidates around the idea that, uh, uh, there is some sort of climate change going on and it's very likely that humans have had an impact on the climate. Just thinking about the role of the United States, especially in a place like, um, and I think a place like the Marshall Islands, uh is a good case study. Like, what are the obligations of the Western world when it mm-hmm. comes to, you know, the effects of climate change? Like, do we, do we, you know, how much would we be prepared to right. uh, kind of help repatriate people to uh, mm-hmm. locations? Um, how, you know, that that's a major tension, I think. Um, well, yeah. Um, as I was reading the articles that you sent over from Al Jazeera uh, preparing for the show, I was... Well, I know that um, it like in part in part of the article it talks about I guess how um, people on the who are live in the Marshall Islands are allowed to come to the United States and work and live without a visa. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. And so it made me think, and then reading that made me think about how this thing, um, how this population is dealing with climate change, and how these islands are dealing with climate change, also like feeds into. Um, like what we're talking about now with immigration, like eventually mm. it's going to reach a point where I guess people kind of wake up to this and say, wait, why are we letting all these people who mm. aren't, you know, American, I'm using air quotes, mm. I guess I'm not American, but the point is right. like, if people get so up in arms now about immigration from our immediate neighbors, like what are they going to do when yeah, this, like you have, you know, tens of thousands of people coming over from the Marshall Islands potentially um, yeah. because of, you know, they can't live uh, on their homeland anymore. Yeah, and I think that that's a a good uh, point to bring up, and because if you know, there's any kind of universal truth to, to migration is that people tend to go where they know other, where other people that they have similarities with have right. gone to before. Right. Um, and you know, so there are, you know there are communities you know in Australia as well, mm-hmm. um, in the United States mm-hmm. actually, um, uh, one town or maybe uh, I don't I don't know the relative size of Springdale, Arkansas, but it's been a destination for thousands of. Uh, so they're collectively Marshallese, uh, okay. just, uh, or you know we could say uh, residents or natives of the Marshall Islands. But um, and so they, uh, a small group of Marshallese, got jobs actually at a Tyson chicken plant in okay. Arkansas, and uh, so apparently that's kind of become like a, a community. Like if you know if you're going to come mm. to the United States, come here. You know, there's network to jobs and such. Right. And and what does that mean? You know, we we know that there are pretty high levels, I think, of xenophobia in the United States, especially mm-hmm. when it's tied up in economic concerns, right. jobs and job security. Um, maybe not quite the fever pitch that you see in a lot of European nations quite yet um, right. with with regards to immigration, but it's still a huge issue. And, um, you know, so what... And, you know, so these are... It's going to yeah. be a complex issue when we, when we get into, you know, uh, climate change, especially when this is going to be happening all over the world. When right. We, there's going to be cl- kind of climate refugees from... Right. And not even that. Another thing that I was thinking about when uh, I was reading the article was um, and they were talking about how in the Marshall Islands they're trying to come up with ways um, either to like expand the land mass mm-hmm. um, by having landfills or by, you know, basically engineering um, different ways so that, you know, their water supplies and things aren't mm-hmm. um, get overly salinated because of the flooding and right. the sea levels and stuff. But I was making me think about... So, um, like, you end up in a situation where um, these 
other nations become more reliant on foreign aid and Western aid. And, like, there's a huge industry there. And, like, people in the U.S. profit from, or, like, profit from other countries relying on us for aid. So mm-hmm. it made me think about, like, how this is kind of an advantageous situation, you know, for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, some, Europe, right, some Western countries. And, like, because I feel like part of this, um, aside from, like, the moral issues about not um, combating climate change, like, you think about how if climate change, you know, if someone were, like, if enough people were going to benefit or um, not benefit, I guess, from climate change and having to deal with this weird, like, providing aid to other countries, like, we would have done something about it now, Mm -hmm. but because, like, being anti-climate change or being anti-taking steps to rectify the problem is profitable for so many, like... Right, like, what... what Western nations, like... What do those, kind of at the levers... Exactly. uh, ...find to be the most advantageous? Right, and so, like, you have to... So now, like, the victims have to... Or the victims of climate change or people on the Marshall Islands, like, they have to engineer and spend all this time doing things, like, Mm -hmm. trying to subvert the problem when... I don't want to say their efforts are going to be futile, but they kind of are just because, like, Mm -hmm. eventually there's only so much prevention or, like, react being reactive yeah. before you have to be like well we tried but right and and i think this is especially the time this article comes out is it uh it's kind of uh importantly timed because mm-hmm. um so uh, you know uh, over the last few years i think uh oh, president obama definitely has been you know saying yeah. more and more like we need to act on climate change yeah uh, you know kind of i think politically he made the decision like we're gonna wait until like we're kind of, like the economic recovery is a little bit like right. on stabler ground which right like as a political move like I can't really find fault with just because I don't, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in some ways I just don't like follow that world enough to be like, oh, where are the polling numbers for saying like we have to act on climate change? Right. But, uh, but, um, but so in this December, there's going to be kind of another international meeting in France mm-hmm. now. Um, and, you know, considering we don't, the, the high uncertainty of who, which party is going to be in the White House, let alone, you mm-hmm. know, control Congress mm-hmm. um, after 2016. Right. Um, you know, this, it could be that, you know, 2015 is the best chance for the United States to right. kind of take even some sort of aggressive action yeah, to, to avert, like, the the worst of the worst of climate change. Right, because I don't even know how, um, well, I guess two things. One, I don't even know, like, what the White House can do unilaterally without right. Congress in terms of, you know, emissions caps and um, reducing our carbon footprint. Um, because I think now, like, in the Senate, the person who chairs, like, the... Mm-hmm. The STEM committee, so it's something technology, environment, something, something else. Um, but who, like, basically chairs the committee like that's most focused on science is, like, a climate change denier, and you're just like... Oh, it might be Inhofe? Yeah. James Inhofe? That sounds right. The guy who, like, brought a snowball into right, the... Exactly. <laughs> climate change it, it, into the chamber. Right, and it's just like... Anyway, I should, I so not such stupidity. But, um, so it's just like, you think about that, and then, um, also, and, like, not to be too cynical about it, but I feel like I, like, routinely see things reading like that we've reached like kind of the point of no return in terms of mm-hmm. uh, what we'll see in regards to climate change. Like they talk about carbon being at certain parts per million in yeah. uh, the atmosphere and how we've reached like basically the doomsday point and right. Um, you know, like in the article it talks about how like the elevation rise in sea level is expected to be six feet or was expected to be six feet, but they had to revise it up because now like Antarctica and uh, Greenland are like melting faster than they thought it was. Then the like ice caps are melting faster Mm -hmm. or more. So it's just like, so yeah, initial warning was (sighs) an average of three feet across the world. And now they're, they're thinking 
that global average should be revised to six feet. And obviously, right. different parts of the world will feel that differently. So right. the Marshall Islands, that you know, a global average of six feet could mean eight, ten. Right, feet exactly, because they're like right, you know, on the equator. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, and you know, especially because just where the concentration of the the, mm-hmm. the nations that make up what we call the global south, like right. so many of them are, are you know, are surround the equator. You know, exactly. What is that? Um, you know, the the people who are best positioned to mm-hmm. stave off the effects of climate change are often the people who have been the biggest car- carbon polluters up to this point. Right. Exactly. Um, which is you uh, know again China. the perverse sort of like mm-hmm. who's going to pay the cost of this? The, right. The uh, you know economics. Exactly. Talks about like negative externalities and right. and that all that sort of depressing yeah. stuff. And sadly, and I'm definitely guilty of this too. Like climate change is not really something you think about. Or, like, at least for me, on the day-to-day because it, like, doesn't affect my life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it impacts these people in terms of, you know, having to deal with flooding and crops. And uh, they, like, profiled a woman in the first piece. And she was saying that, like, she didn't see how much longer she can be, like, a subsistence farmer. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, crops keep dying and all these different yeah. things. So, I'm definitely guilty of, you know, like, a not my problem pushing it to, like, the margins of my mind thing. Mm-hmm. But One, and that's kind of, scary. I think... I may part of that may be due to like the climate of denialism, just kind mm-hmm. of not not that, um, not obviously I'm not accusing you of being like a climate yeah, change yeah, yeah. denialist or something denier, but uh, but you know just like kind of like promoting uncertainty kind of like mm-hmm. makes acting and or like makes or makes the political movement to act yeah. seem that much further away. You know, right? Exactly. That's kind of like the you know that was like the the great takeaway from what uh, the tobacco industry did with you know regulations on cigarettes. Yeah. It's like they talk well, about mm-hmm. we say you know, the science isn't ready yet, we don't right. know for sure, you know, it takes a lot of political will to still stand up and say, like, even if we're not, you know, even if there's not 100% certainty, let's act. Right, exactly. That's kind of the... I read a really good book uh, in college at Vassar um, called Merchants of Doubt. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. With It's like mostly the tobacco industry, but I think yeah. they touch on some other things. And I think um, uh, climate change is also a part of that. Mm-hmm. One of the things they use it as an example. Yeah, and... Not not to be too depressing about this. Uh, yeah. Although, you Welcome know, back. <laughs> not, certainly chose, chose a tough one, but... um, It's just like, the whole thing makes... When you're talking, it makes me think about, like, how uh, a lot of these politicians who choose not to act on certain things, like, they're just such big bullshitters because it's like, if you had half a brain, you'd be able to understand how these things are connected. Like, it doesn't make sense that you are against say immigration reform but then you'd be like no climate change isn't real so now you're like okay mm-hmm. like you these things are connected like i think we made a pretty strong link <laughs> between them here like you can't have hold these views that are so opposite to one another so a affects the <laughs> anyway so we we now that all of the problems are interconnected let's act <laughs> exactly on them. exact comments uh, <laughs> i made it it's not you know gosh isn't i that, made it so much not, easier <laughs> for the politicians <laughs> to do their jobs but, oh man, um, so now that I think we got, advice oh, yeah. everything is connected. Yeah, everything is connected and awful. Let's <laughs> act on it. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so that was our first attempt at uh, talking about something global, I think, or at least in a concerted, I would yeah. say, way. Um, so if you liked it, if you didn't like it, you can let us know. Now people can leave you, uh, iTunes reviews for you us. You can. You can which, rate uh, us. Which is horrifying for me i don't <laughs> i don't know if i want to encourage people to do that yet but i, I probably feel, should yeah we should why not um i'm always down for a yeah. good flame war on the interwebs so <laughs> so uh with that come at me bro <laughs> 
So ending on uh, on that uh, on that note, we're gonna uh, take a quick break and then come back for an outro. back everyone uh just gonna wrap up this episode uh and since we got a little bit serious a little bit uh a little bit real in that last segment i feel we're gonna pull it back discuss yes. something uh we we're both ready to go completely petty on yep. and that is the uh the recent hashtag we are not our stereotypes if somehow this is uh news to you um well i'm envious of you uh <laughs> this hashtag was Started, um, I don't know. I don't know if there was necessarily one originator, or if it was just like a, a shitty idea that a bunch of people had at the same time. Uh, I, I suppose that's for the historians uh, on Twitter to figure out. Oh, but yeah, um, this a woman named uh, Kaylee Dumas uh, was a senior at York College in Pennsylvania, mm. and she produced a digital photography project called We Are Not Our Stereotypes. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. So, someone tried to turn this in for school credit, which I mean, you know. Maybe, but I'm I sure. should I should uh, probably come clean with my bias is that uh, I've not met a single frat guy that um, I that I've cared about at all mm-hmm. or, or fucked with on any level um, that I didn't know before he pledged a frat like okay I see uh, like everyone who I still associate with who was in a frat like I knew before they were in yeah, a fraternity same here um, same here so um, I have to I do have to come clean with that but. Boy, are, are some of these something. Uh, well, we got a good uh, hearty cackle at one of them. Um, sorority girls are uncultured is like the stereotype. And then mm. the, I guess, refutation of that stereotype is the same person writing, I'm bilingual. Uh, which, I don't know how speaking more than one language makes you cultured. But yeah, I'm pretty sure George Bush's brother like speaks Spanish. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. Joe Bush does speak some I'm Spanish. I'm pretty sure he's like fluent in it and he be fumbling around all the time. Here's another good one. Mommy and daddy pay for everything. <clears throat> I've had a job all four years of college. Can you imagine like the, the feeling they must have had writing these things is like just drop the mic. <laughs> now they know. They know I've worked at like a Denny's. Right. Like... What kind of... These are not real, like... Uh, oh, this one was good, too. Uh, sorority girls spend Sundays hungover. I spend my Sundays in church. Now, first off, uh, church and being hungover are not mutually exclusive. No, sir. So you could very easily be hungover in church. Like, I didn't understand how, like... Isn't isn't that, like, the point of why church is the way it is? Right. You're going to pray away the hung- hangover. It's a room full of benches. I don't... <laughs> like, what else are you going to do? I mean, I guess there's, like, loud music, but... It's not like a Pilates class. Right. Eventually, you know, whoever is preaching gets up there and you can just go to sleep. I've never done that. Obviously. No, never. <laughs> we, we, we are not sinful. Let's see. What else are good ones? But, it like, why was this even necessary? Like, I feel like the only Ooh. reason why people, like have negative feelings or like make fun of fraternities and sororities to some extent like for them being like the domain of entitled people is because they like continually show their ass on things so like obviously the SAE chant whatever but then even just like the hazing rituals that some of them have mm-hmm. I feel like like people die from like butt chugging that was like a fraternity thing that I think like they started mm-hmm. that or just like the hazing aside from that it's like the hazing rituals itself some of them have it's like if you guys didn't do such stupid things like mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, nobody I guess, would be coming for you like this. 
find a new way to make friends. We have, we all have smartphones now. It's it's go. real simple. Swipe real simple. right, you have a new friend. Yeah, or at the very least, you know, someone you a spend night for with. A night. Yeah. So, um, just saying, like, uh, if you're listening to this show, you happen to be affiliated with Greek Life. I don't really feel bad. Uh, you probably chose the wrong show for you, or maybe you're just really open minded. Yeah. Um, but either way, find a new way to make friends. Uh, I think that's that's an important lesson for us all to take home. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, that is episode 11. Uh, ran extra long because we didn't give you an episode two weeks ago, perhaps. Uh, we just have so much to say. We do. We're, uh, we're definitely not uh, in love with I our mean, own voices. We basically do it now, but one day we should just leave the microphone on for like, I don't know, <laughs> hours on end and just like see what happens. We'll probably have to edit a lot of that out yeah. because I say the most inappropriate thing. Yeah. At, at a certain point, that would probably bother your housemates. But uh, until next time, <laughs> uh, I'm Matt or Mason. I'm Wes or Miles. And this is The Switch. Thanks for checking us out. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. You know the drill by now. Take yes. care. Yes, bye.